Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. We'll be up home. We get to see our fans in Berea, which we're very excited about. Uh, and then it's all part of the process. Still coming along, still work to do. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. Tonight, you'll find out how the Browns are preparing for the season at team headquarters in Berea. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. And Gerard Cherry. Good evening and welcome to the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Nathan Zagura alongside the three-time, three-time, three-time Super Bowl champion Gerard Cherry. And coming up for you tonight, we'll take a quick look back at Philadelphia that week that was there. Gerard and I'll have a chance to break that down. Then we'll take a look ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend and the final preseason game for your Cleveland Browns. Plus, you'll hear from head coach Kevin Stefanski as well as two-time Pro Bowl corner Denzel Ward on the program but Gerard let's just start with this how are you how are you feeling about the Browns as we sit here now already three preseason games in normally that would be the end of it getting ready for preseason game number four I feel very encouraged Nathan what we tried to shore up in the offseason was making sure we had help on the defensive line that seems to be a problem solved I know it's been a short sample size for our starters but when we did see them and if you think about what took place at Philadelphia on that first and second day of practice, it's fair to say that we have a stout defensive line in which a lot of teams are giving a lot of respect and garnishing a lot of praise on them at the same time. So that's very encouraging. Then when you look at the offense, Deshaun Watson did not play but he did in the game, but he did participate in the practice, and he's getting more and more comfortable as each day goes by. So that's something that we need to see take place as well. So for me, I'm encouraged, and I'm trying to temper back my expectations because they're through the roof. I'm talking playoffs. I'm talking AFC Championship. Yes. I'm talking Super Bowl. Why not talking? You have a skill set in the room to do it. You have the know-how with the coaches that are involved. The question is going out there and putting in the work. Right, going out there and executing when it matters. Let's go back to, you know, and it's amazing the way the schedule lines up for the Browns if you think about it. Joint practices and then a preseason game the starters don't play in against the defending NFC champions. And now you're going to get your final preseason game and the real tune-up starters will play, I think, on both sides against the defending Super Bowl champions. So good barometers. But let's go back to those joint practices. You know, everybody, you talk to anybody who was there, the Browns dominated on day one. Day two went to the Eagles. That, to me, is a win in and of itself because that was not the case in the joint practices last year. What were you hearing about those joint practices? And as a player, what do you take from those? Was that the measuring stick? Were players trying to see, okay, we took it to the Eagles. That means we're back. Heck, yeah. Anytime you find yourself in a situation where you're involved with a team that was in the Super Bowl 
or won the Super Bowl, that's a measuring stick. That's a litmus test. That's the barometer, as you called it, for trying to figure out where you stand as a player and, more importantly, where you stand as a football team. Because if you're holding your own, you should walk away from that experience saying, you know what, as an individual, I can play on the highest of levels. And as a team, we have a chance because the Eagles do not strike me, Nathan, as a team that's resting on their laurels saying, you know what, we made it to the Super Bowl. We won the NFC Championship. We're good. They seem to me to be a hungry football team that wants to go back and prove themselves that they can win a championship. And I know Hurts, though he's gotten paid, I don't think he's going to rest until he gets that Super Bowl Lombardi trophy as well. So in my mind, it was an incredible experience for our football team from a confidence standpoint. And then if you go to the preseason game, though no starters really were involved, could you not have walked away from that team, that game saying that our twos and threes perform much better than though it was a tie game, you walk away from the game saying our twos and threes perform better. And that's the backbone of your football team. Yeah, and that was against, they were out there starting Marcus Mariota, Rashad right. Penny, a former first-round pick, was playing on offense. Uh, you saw a lot of talent across the board for them, and then you flip it over. Defensively, they started with their front four, basically. Jalen Carter was out there, no Hassan Reddick, but you had uh, four first-round picks out there, Derek Barnett at one end, you had Nolan Smith at the other, and then you had Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis in the middle. Guys like Zach Cunningham, who had led the league in tackles back in 2020, right. he was playing in the second half. Miles Jack just retired. He was playing in the second half. He's coming off of three straight 100-tackle seasons. The kid they got from Chicago, Morrow, who had over 100 tackles last year. All these guys were playing in the second half of right. this preseason game. I think you're right. The Browns looked pretty good. All right, let's stay in that preseason game against the Eagles. What did you like from the offense, or who stood out to you from the offense? <laughs> it's a no-brainer on that one as well. The same guys that seem to stand out every week. Yep. you got to give some love to DTR, first and foremost, yep. for holding down and just really looking smooth week to week to week, back to back uh, to back, weeks, three weeks in a row, just playing right, at a high on, level. Up. Let me jump in on DTR because I've not been in a film session after a game with an entire football team. You have done that many, many times. Take us into that room. The film goes on. They show DTR make one block. Then they show him make a decleating second block that gets flagged for the blind side. What's happening in the, in the meeting room when this is being shown? You got yelling, you got screaming, you got oohs, you got ahs, and you got guys going nuts, getting out their seat, running around like it was an N1 mixtape game and just acting crazy <laughs> because you don't anticipate that taking place with a quarterback. So right now he has to be a, a fan favorite within his, within his locker room with his teammates because that stuff typically you don't see a quarterback doing, and he's just doing it because he has that swag about him and just this mentality that, hey, I'm a football player, and you respect that. Matter of fact, you love it. So – I, I just know, I can sense in the feel that guys oh, yeah. on that team love his approach to playing football, and they'll follow that and they'll respect it even more importantly. No doubt. You can tell. I mean, it's standing room only when he's out there. He's been, he's been nothing short of sensational. Made some incredible throws in that game against the Eagles. Uh, DTR, and I'm guessing when you were going, where you started before I interrupted you there, because I, I feel like that play, like I have never, I've watched a lot of football. You've watched and played a lot of football. Like, I've never seen a quarterback get hit for an illegal blindside block where he decletes somebody on a running right. play. Like, I've never even seen that. Right. You don't see that. And if anything, you're offended by the official for even calling it. Like, come on, man. That's not a, that's not a tribute to a quarterback. Let that one slide. And to be honest with you, Nathan, if you look at the angle in which he hit him, he saw him coming. I, yep. I get it's all about player safety and what that represents, so I understand why they ultimately they called it. But to me, it looked like a clean hit. And props to, once again, DTR for doing the extra. And he's going to, again, 
get much props and much love in that locker room for play just like that. But if we continue the conversation, obviously Watkins balled out again. Again, yep. Seven catches like, What are you going to do yards. with him, man? I don't think you can hide him on the practice squad. I mean, the word's out now. Three games in a row, man, of him putting up really good numbers. Yeah, he's got 15 catches, 245 yards. Nobody else on the Browns in the preseason has more than eight catches, and nobody's even over 100 yards. Cedric Tillman's second with 92 yards. He has been phenomenal. I mean, he leads in every category. It's tough, you know. I I don't know where or how he would fit in, especially if Marquise Goodwin is healthy and good to go, but one heck of a preseason story. And I think, to your point, he's probably played his way onto, hopefully, you know, a roster somewhere. Obviously, we'd all like it to be with the Browns, but if not, it feels like he's played his way onto a roster somewhere. Uh, certainly. Again, and judging what he can do on special teams will only help his cause. But I'm convinced that he could be a team's receiver and a guy that could be in the lineup and make plays because it is clear that he's well ahead of the twos and threes in the National Football League when it comes to playing receiver and going against DBs. So that's worth, worth his weight. And then I also feel that we haven't talked enough about him, but I think Demetri Felton is making a nice case for himself as well in the running back position, what he's doing out of backfield, what he's doing on special teams, and I'm impressed with what he's doing. And then – don't get past the offensive line because Dewan Jones is making statements. I watched him pretty much dominate. Was it smart? The entirety of the game. Nolan Smith, yeah. No, he had great, Smith. great job against the first-round pick out of Georgia. You're exactly right about him. Flipping it over to the defensive side, I think two guys that are making a real push to be on this roster stood out again. Young guys, undrafted free agents, Ronnie Hickman catching his third interception of the preseason and the third and really like a couple of quarters for him. He's been sensational. And then Mahmoud Diabati leads the team in tackles, knifes in for the safety, punches the ball out on the sideline. That kid makes plays every week, Gerard. Certainly, and he also can be a contributor on special teams. And I'll throw one more name in there yep. as well. I throw, I would throw Jeremiah in there. I would also throw Hurst in there. Guys Maurice had Hurst, some good yep. games. And – I mean, I was going to go on the score because of the fact of how well DTR is playing. Obviously, the offense gets the majority of the press. But, yeah, man, we have some guys who we brought in and some young guys as well. Well, they all got brought in, but young guys as well as veterans who are trying to prove themselves actually doing just that. No, you're right, Maurice Hurst now. He has one and a half sacks on the preseason, and you got to think he's pushing at some point. He's pushing, you know, he could be pushing Jordan Elliott. Right. Off of this roster, and that's good, healthy competition. That's what you like to see there. All right, so we'll close the bet on Philly. We turn our attention now to Kansas City. Final tune-up. Kevin Stefanski saying the starters will play, but maybe not all of them, and I think we know who won't. Uh, but what do you expect from the starters? 20 to 25 snaps so you're able to get a series, go to the bench, come back, get another series, or two. What are you hoping to see from, from our starters on, on both sides of the ball? I want to see the same thing we saw against the commanders, except that when we are in the red zone, we actually score. I want to see that level of succinctness with the offense and how the plays are being executed and how they're picking up positive yards and methodically moving up and down the football field. I really don't want to see big plays. I want to see a methodical approach because that shows you that you have a good offense. Now, everyone can now and then have a big play and hit for a big score. No doubt about that. But if you truly have an offense, that means that you can, anytime you get the ball in your hands, go up and down the football field at will. One, it takes away the heart of the defense, and it gives you, what, time control of the clock, which is ultimately what you want to have the most possession. So if you're doing those things, and even if you show that in the span of 20 to 25 plays, then I feel that we're well ahead of, and on schedule. 
Yeah, I think that is what you're looking for. And this should be a good test, especially for our defense. You know, when you are getting the look that Patrick Mahomes gives you, I feel like that's going to prepare you for Joe Burrow in week one. That's going to prepare you, you know, for Lamar Jackson as the season goes on and some of the other quarterbacks the Browns are going to face. He's as good as it gets right now in the NFL. And is that work valuable? I know it's going to be vanilla on both sides. You're not going to really give anything away for week one. But is that still valuable work that you can get? It, it truly is. Now, what makes Casey so great is, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is how Andy Reid designs plays, the best in the business at doing that, I believe. So that element you will miss, but they'll have some concepts. But ultimately, when you go against the best, they won the Super Bowl. And if you find yourself competing and saying, hey, I don't care if they did scheme stuff, I'm still going to make it happen. And I can still make it happen even in these 20 to 25 plays. That's only going to help our confidence as a football team. Because I'm telling you, last week they walked away from experience with the Philadelphia Eagles in practice saying, we belong in this conversation. And yep. that's what matters most is when guys sit in their locker, Nathan, while the media is not around, having these talks about how that felt. And man to man saying, you know what? We can do this. And when you start building those type of conversations and have them organically, it's not something the coaches stand in front of the meeting room saying or suggesting, but you actually feel that way because of your experience. That's when you start taking those next steps and doing the things necessary to be on that level and to stay on that level. And that's exactly where the Cleveland Browns want to go. One of the big news stories coming out the last couple of days is the Browns have restructured the contracts of Joel Batonio, Miles Garrett, and now David Njoku freeing up about $37 million in cap space. When you see that, what's kind of your initial reaction? Well, when you see it initially, I think, okay, we got some more moves left. It makes all sense in the world to be prepared to have the flexibility to do something if something does transpire to where we can have someone help our cause. That's the first thing, I think. But the other part that I heard you say, and I agree with it as well, is that we're just being prudent. We're being smart. We're preparing for the future as well. Yeah, so that $37 million can be carried over to next year. And right now we're in a great cap situation in 2023. We are not in a great cap situation in 2024. And so by doing this, you have an opportunity to kind of alleviate some of those future problems while maintaining flexibility in the event that maybe an injury happens and you need to go get somebody or you're saying, you know what, we're going all in, we'll worry about next year, next year, and let's go ahead and make a move that brings somebody in for this year. So creates flexibility, but I would say it's 90-plus percent that that $37 million is going to get carried over into 2024. And I think one thing that people need to understand is when you're doing these restructures, a lot of what you're doing is lowering a cap number now, raising the cash to the player now. So they're getting right. paid up front, and that only can happen – when you have an owner who is willing to dip into his pocketbook his own pockets. and right. do that. And and Jimmy Haslam and D Haslam, the Haslam family, they have proven that. The Browns have spent over the last two years $50 million more than the second highest spending team in terms of cash and $100 million more than the league average. And they're on pace to do it again this year because of these restructures. But that takes an owner. It takes, obviously, a very savvy front office and the ability to do that, but it takes an owner backing them. And I think that people should understand that this type of stuff, what the Browns are able to do and what Andrew Barry is able to do, wouldn't be happening without what the Haslams are doing. So if you're a player and you have an owner who you know is willing to do that, does that help you or does that even not even matter into the locker room? Oh, it, it, yeah, it matters because it matters on two fronts. One, it sends a message that you're serious about winning and you're also trying to keep a level of continuity and you're not just saying, well, I'm going to live off the network contract. I am seriously trying to win football games and it will do anything necessary to do that 
Now, granted, when you, not to be in the Haslam's pockets, but when you're a billionaire, it still registers that, hey, they don't have to spend this. They could say no and be like, hey, man, this is, where's the, where's the return on my investment? But they're putting the money out there. So, heck, yeah, it matters in the locker room because guys are saying, hey, they're all in. They're for real because sometimes, Nathan, there are owners out there who are simply happy with just owning a football team. And coming on yep. Sundays and entertaining their friends, getting on their private jets and going about their business. That exists in the National Football League. But when you have an owner who's like, you know what, whatever you need, I'm doing it. Tell me where to sign. Here's the bank account transfer <laughs> ACC number, and let's make it happen. Heck, yeah, that registers in the locker room. Well, that's what the Cleveland Browns are doing, and we hope it registers into wins this coming season. Browns, get your Cleveland Browns single-game tickets now before all of the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to purchase today. When we come back, I will sit down with the head coach of your Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski. You're listening to the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. For me, I'm just trying to make the right decision for each of our players. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Joined now by Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. And coach, let's just start with this week. And I know there's kind of been some talk that you're going back to a normal week schedule. What does that mean? Yeah, for our team, we're so we're creatures of habit and routine. So what I want to do with this team is give them a regular season schedule prior to the regular season starting. So that's why we treat today as our Wednesday and tomorrow as our Thursday. Even if the calendar may not say Wednesday on there, we're treating it as a Wednesday. So our meeting schedules are a little bit different. How we practice is a little bit different. Uh, we're not out of training camp mode. We'll still have some periods where we're going what we call Browns versus Browns, and it's good versus good. Then there will be other periods where we're, hey, this is a scout team showing some looks of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get you ready for Saturday there in Kansas City. When do you kind of transition from getting ready for Kansas City, and, and I'm sure that's probably a minor thing, versus getting ready for Cincinnati week one? Yeah, that's been ongoing. It's really once that schedule came out, uh, it's so unique to have a team that you know so well, they know you so well. So we've spent a lot of time on them already. We'll start looking at their preseason. Uh, obviously, they're breasting their cards just like we are, uh, but really that work begins in earnest. Uh, early. It has begun in earnest, but I would tell you next week is when you really start to dive into it. All right, let's talk about just real quickly because we we haven't talked since last week in Philly. Overall experience, the two days of joint practice and the game, your thoughts on what you saw? Very productive. I thought we got a lot of work done. That was the idea in going there was let's get a lot of work done for our ones, for our starters, because we didn't play them in the game and we felt like those two practices would be the equivalent of a game. And, and it was. It was uh, some unbelievable uh, back and forth by, by both sides. Uh, some great one-on-ones. I mean, just, just watching those one-on-one reps, whether it was wide receiver, DB, or O-line versus D-line, you get to see, again, good versus good, and there were some amazing matchups. So a lot of work done, a lot of great situational work done, and then just being together as a team, being together uh, under one roof in the hotel there for whatever it was, four nights. The guys were able to go out to dinner with each other and, and spend some time together. I just think it's all part of the process. How did the pizza turn out? Pizza was great, uh, high marks. You know what happened? I, I haven't told this story to you yet, Nathan, but the, I guess the I told the team, or I told a bunch of people that I was bringing pizza in, but it was going to be the night before the game. Well, apparently there was pizza in there the first night we were there, and it wasn't very good, and people thought it was my pizza, and it really hurt me. It hurt my feelings that they thought that that was my pizza. So that was the night before the game. We brought our pizza in, and, and it got high marks. Good. Love to hear that. All right, when you go to the game, let's talk about that for a second. Offensively, who or what jumped out to you from your young guys? 
Gosh, there was a bunch. You know, I think the big thing for me, and I told the team before that game, was I wanted to see great effort. And what happens sometimes with young players is there's a lot of thinking, and, and it's hard to show great effort. But I, I thought if you turn on our tape and you see, even as silly as this sounds and as easy as this is, after the play, are our guys running over to help our guys up? And we make such an emphasis on that because uh, it's part of being a great team and being great teammates, uh, but it also shows you how aggressively aggressively you're playing. So I saw that all over the, all over the tape. It wasn't perfect, a thousand things to clean up, uh, but that's the beauty of training camp and preseason games where you have this great tape to teach off of and, and our starters who didn't get a rep in that game they learned from that tape as much as anybody All right, let's talk about that offensive line that started the game for you Nick Harris had some teaching tape work on Jordan Davis just moving the big man out as Joe Thomas I guess used to say and I learned this from Brian Baldinger watching his video was if you move the hip you move the man I thought he looked good and then for Dewan Jones that's probably the tough kind of matchup a guy who runs a 4-3-9-40 off of the edge with Nolan Smith and I thought he held up really well what did you see from those two yeah I think to your point that's a tough front to block both in the run and the pass so we got some really good run reps I thought Dewan has been taking coaching there things that he did all the way back in versus the Jets that he improved upon. Some of his down blocks I thought were really, really good uh, or, and are getting better. Uh, the pass pro reps, like you mentioned, for all those guys. I mean, Nick Harris held his own versus some really big guys up front. Uh, Dewan got a, a premier first-round pick rusher to go against for a bunch of good reps. So really across the board, I mean, I, you know, Michael Dunn got Jalen Carter for a couple. So that, that's, the, that's the experience that you get in those practices. That's the experience you get in those games. Coming out of that, we saw – for the first time, Dewan gets some reps at left tackle. James Hudson gets some reps at left guard. That's a lot of size on that left sideline. What was the thought there, and, and what did you see? Yeah, now's the part of camp when you have to do that as you start thinking ahead and thinking about, okay, if we lost this guy, what would we do? And it's really just an intro to those positions. Those guys have not been working uh, at those positions, really. They've been exclusively at tackle for James, exclusively at right for Dewan. But now's the time where, you know, we, we got to find out some things in August because uh, you never know moving forward kind of what you might have to do. All right, defensively in that Philly game, Mahmoud Diabati continues to flash. He gets the safety, knifes through for that. The classic peanut Tillman punches the ball out for a turnover, leads the team in tackles. Hard not to notice him. Yeah, you know, we've talked a lot about Mahmoud, and I think what you see is a sideline to sideline player. He plays with great athleticism. Again, going back to effort, he plays with great hustle. I mean, he's all over the field. He gives you everything he has. Uh, anytime you can make a play on the ball, you know, that, that's playing, that's being ball aware. That, that's at the core of what we do in attacking the football. So I thought that play was, again, another teach tape moment for how to get that ball out. Yeah, and then Maurice Hurst continues, I feel like, last couple weeks, two weeks ago, half a sack. Last week, a sack on a beautiful kind of swim move to get to the quarterback. He's been so productive in the past. Been, you know, Health has been the problem the last couple of years. How's he progressing for you? Yeah, good football player. He's a technician, uh, you know, was, was a guy that was very, very highly thought of for a reason as he was coming out because he's got very, very sound technique. He's athletic. He gets off the ball. Uh, another guy that we're excited just continue to watch, and, and he's got the right attitude. He continues to work. All right, let's turn our attention now to this game against Kansas City. Starters, you said most will play about 20 to 25 plays. Let's start with your quarterback. What do you want to see from Deshaun in this one? Yeah, I think when you get to this game, it's really a continuation of everything you've been doing to this point. You know, up to date, really have one game under our belt, and that was important to get out there in front of our fans, get through pregame, get through one drive. Now it's a couple drives, and it's it's uh, moving the ball, and it, it's sitting on the bench for a little while, and then going back in. So it's just all a continuation of ramping up to September 10th. In this game, are you going to want to throw it more? Do you want to see him put the ball only three attempts in that, but one drive, right? And he had to run on a couple of ones that were going to be throws. Do you want to see him put the ball in the air a little bit more? Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, we haven't really gotten into exactly how 
what we want to script for those guys. Uh, you know, it's so important that you're, get, you're getting your entire team ready for, for September 10th. So th there, there needs to be enough for the quarterback. There needs to be enough for the line, enough for, you know, this wide receiver, this tight end. So really you're checking boxes on a bunch of different areas that, that you've just got to get extra work in. Will we see some of the things that we saw out here, maybe with talking about Dewan and James Hudson, will we see them play some of their unfamiliar positions in the games? Probably not in the game. That's probably too much to ask at this point for them. It's it's really, uh, and it's honestly, it's not just the offensive line. It's really across the board. You're trying to get some wide receivers that have been playing inside, get them to play outside because uh, as we've always talked about, versatility is the name of the game. And the more you can do, it really helps you in terms of roster flexibility. So that's where it, now's the time in practice to try those things out. Some of the guys we have not seen yet coming back from injury on defense, Awok, Taki Taki on offense, Jakeem Grant. Will we see them against Kansas City? Yeah, it's really case-by-case -case basis with those guys. I would like to get uh, Jakeem some opportunities in this game. I think that's important for him. Uh, but really, it's each guy based on what medical suggests uh, is the best thing for them as part of their rehab. We know Jakeem's resume. We know what he's done, all pro, pro bowler, returner, extraordinary. We haven't seen him, though. How's he coming along from what you've been able to see out here on the practice field, and does he look like the same guy that is a, an absolute difference maker? He does to me, and, and I think that's something you notice with Jakeem at practice. He, he can be a blur at times. I mean, he just is so quick, so fast. Uh, and he's getting healthy, and, and that's, again, it's all part of the process. Uh, we're trying to get him ready uh, for this season as we ramp up to September 10th, and, and I thought he's, kinda, he's really hit every benchmark where he's supposed to be. Have you talked with Kate at all and how's he kind of doing this week with, you know, obviously there's a lot of talk about him and obviously he's focused putting ball through the uprights. How's he kind of doing and what have you seen from him kind of after that game in Philly? Yeah, as you can imagine, you know, you have a lot of conversations with your guys and, and for us, we focus not so much on what's on the external side of this building, but what's on the internal side. So like I've talked about, Cade continues to work on his craft. Uh, he's very, very serious about it. He's got a ton of confidence. He's, he's working through it. Uh, he's working really well in practice. Now we just got to take the practice field of the game field. He's a supreme talent. I mean, there's just no doubt. There are very few people on the planet. There's only 32 kicking the league, but of those 32, there are maybe a subset of six, eight that can kick the ball the way he does. Yeah, right? extremely talented. You know, there's a reason we have him on our team, a reason we, we drafted him. Uh, we're excited about all the work he's put in. Uh, again, he, he's uh, not thrilled that he missed those two at the end. I can promise you that, but that's, that's what guys do. They got to bounce back from misses because that's part of playing or being a kicker in this league. You're going to miss a kick. Part of playing quarterback, you're going to throw an interception. Really, it's how do you bounce back from that. Right. All right, let's talk about Kansas City. Just in general overview, what do you want to see? What are a couple things you want to see that would make you feel like you got exactly what you wanted out of this game on Saturday? Yeah, it always goes back to the operation and the execution for us, whether it's offense, defense, and special teams. It's it's exciting to get on the field versus the Super Bowl champs, uh, the, the team that won the AFC last year You know, in your conference. So it's exciting for us to go up against a well-coached team with a, a ton of talent. So it's a matter of Again, uh, you know, taking what we're doing here in the practice fields, we're not going to show a lot, but can we go do what we're doing and play fast and, and not have a lot of mental mistakes? Do you like the fact that it's kind of lined up for you that you got the defending NFC champions, the defending Super Bowl champions the last two weeks of actual work that you're going to get? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. Uh, listen, the, the preseason is to get your team ready to play games, and, and we know that that starts September 10th. But uh, as you get work in that preseason, it's important that you match up against teams that give you a great accounting of where you are. So last week in Philly, this week versus Kansas City, uh, I just think it's an opportunity for us to put our best foot forward uh, versus a really good football team. All right, we'll get you out of here on this one. Next time when we talk, at this time next week, you'll be down to 53 guys. Does this feel like, and, and probably a good thing, the toughest it's going to have been in your time here to get it down to 53? It's hard to compare, Nathan, I would say, year to year, honestly. 
but if it's if you're making hard decisions, you're doing something right. And I think that's a credit to our AB and our personnel staff. Uh, uh, we, as a coach, you wish that 53 number didn't exist and you could keep them all because uh, you, you invest so much time and energy and, and, and invest in the people. Uh, so this it is the tough part of our business. Uh, and it's the thing that reminds you that it's a business. Oftentimes we want to just remind ourselves that it's a game. Uh, and then sometimes the business aspect comes in. So uh, we'll be ready for when that time comes. But in the meantime, we're looking forward to a great week of practice and then a great game versus Kansas City. Coach, thank you so much for the time and best of luck against the Chiefs. Thanks, Nathan. All right, we'll be back with more of the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Browns cornerback Denzel Ward. This is Browns wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones. This is Joel Batonio, and you're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. University Hospitals is your hometown medical team and official health care provider of the Cleveland Browns. All right, welcome back to Cleveland 2. I'm sorry, the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Be one of the most passionate, be a part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Browns season ticket member waitlist today for the best chance of securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. All right, we're back on the Kevin Stefanski Show. Just heard from the head coach of your Cleveland Browns. Now let's talk to the two time Pro Bowl cornerback Denzel Ward from earlier today. He went one-on-one with our Jason Gibbs. Here on the Kevin Stefanski Show, joined now by Pro Bowl defensive back Denzel Ward. And Denzel, final week of training camp 2023, and what a month it's been. Greenbrier, Hall of Fame week, extra preseason game, a week in Philly for joint practices. What, what has the month been like for you? Uh, it's been fun. It's been exciting. Uh, been building with the guys, getting ready for the season. And uh, I think we're ready to go. Talk to me about the joint practices last week. What did you take away from it? And what was it like to go up against someone else? Yeah, that was one of the biggest things, just getting uh, some other guys to go against and compete, uh, get some different looks out there uh, compared to your offense. But uh, those are a talented group of guys. Uh, obviously, they're in the Super Bowl. But uh, just being able to go out there and compete with those guys was fun. All right, so what does it mean to have – Maybe uh, some new faces, let's put it that way, on the defensive line, and how do those guys help you do your job on the back end? Oh, man, in a, hu- in a huge way. Just guys like Z, Dalvin, just those big guys up front, uh, being able to attack the ball and get that ball out maybe a little bit quicker, and uh, the rushing coverage is going to help us out. So uh, looking forward to that. And what's it been like with Jim Schwartz here uh, as your new defensive coordinator? Yeah, it's, it's been fun having him as a coordinator. Uh, the scheme he's brought in, his fire he's bringing to the team, and uh, just his expectations he's expecting out of all of us. All right, you personally, what have you been trying to work on here in this month leading up to the regular season? Yeah, just trying to be consistent, trying to be great, going out there, helping the young guys, uh, working my technique, and uh, just going out there playing hard and uh, trying to get ready for the season. After walkthrough today, uh, you spent a lot of time with, with B. Lynch. 
Uh, and we love Brandon Lynch upstairs. And what has he meant? Because I've seen you do it. I've seen Greg Newsom do it. Uh, I've seen MJ do it. And a number of other, AJ Green, uh, a lot of guys working with him. You mentioned technique. Brandon Lynch seems to be a guy that's really big on that technique. And he's always working with you all. Yeah, no question. He works the details with us, and uh, that's the biggest thing. Is like we go off to the side and just work the details, things we may see in the next period or practice. And um, uh, he's a big help, so he's one of the reasons uh, why we go out here and uh, play. All right, talking with Denzel Ward here, Pro Bowl cornerback for your Cleveland Browns. Browns getting ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday. Uh, as Coach told you, are you going to play it all this week? Are we going to see uh, 21 out there on the football field at Arrowhead? Yeah, you'll probably see 21 out there. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, how do you get ready to battle what's probably going to be the hottest game you're going to play uh, this season? I mean, it's Arrowhead. It's not exactly the league doing you any favors playing in the middle of the day in August uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, just got to hydrate going into the game. Uh, know what to expect. I think we'll be good. You take a look at this defense as a whole. There's there's a lot of leadership. You know, Dalvin's coming in. He's joining you. You got a walk back. I think that's a big deal. Sione's back. Uh, Juan Thornhill coming over from Kansas City. There, there's a lot of guys that have done a lot of things. And, and how does that help? You know, the rest of you guys. You know, you're a leader on this defense as well. What is, what is it like to, to bring in some additional leadership? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, you see that with communication out there on the field, communication uh, in the locker room, and just guys getting on the same page. So the leadership is uh, definitely evident uh, on this team, and uh, we're just trying to build upon that. What's it like to go up against Deshaun Watson and this offense every day, and how is this going to prepare you for the season? You talked about going up against Philly's offense, and we know what they're capable of because we saw it last year, but uh, what's it been like going up against? this offense every day in practice yeah it's been good it's been tough like, like I uh, said a lot of times Sean he's a lead quarterback uh, he, he's his accuracy is, is great he puts the ball on the money so it really forces us to be in perfect position to make a play on the ball uh, but we're making each other better though being out here and you mentioned making each other better it's going up you know you're going against Deshaun Watson but you're going up against a, a great wide receiver core and what's it been like going up against Elijah Moore and Amari every day in practice DPJ and you know the, the rest of that crew yeah, the lead group of receivers. Like I said, I think those guys are getting us ready for uh, the season. I feel uh, we're getting them ready as well. Just the competitive nature we got when we come out here, just going at it uh, every day. All right, as you get ready for Kansas City, then you're going to get maybe a few days, like downtime. And how important is that for you guys, given everything that's gone on here in the past month? Just getting a, a few days to decompress and then do it for real a couple weeks later against Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that'd be the biggest thing. Just decompress, time to get your bodies right uh, and get ready for the upcoming game and uh, the season. Most fun thing you did this summer? Uh, I'd say probably went on vacation. Went on vacation, got away, uh, went on a be couple beaches and uh, just hung out. All right, anywhere specific that you can give? Any advice? Uh, to go to? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, let's say I'd say, I don't know, somewhere tropical. Go somewhere tropical. Okay, all-inclusive? Oh, yeah, got to be. Got to be all I'm telling you, that's, that is the only way to go, all-inclusive indeed. I appreciate the time. Wish you all the best of luck this year, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that's Jason Gibbs with Denzel Ward. Good job, Gibbe. We appreciate you taking the time to get that interview. And, Gerard, sounds like we're going to see Denzel Ward against Patrick Mahomes. How helpful is that for a guy like Denzel and for the secondary to get work in the joint practices against Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and then go and get work against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs passing attack? <laughs> you couldn't ask for a better scenario. 
you're going against the Super Bowl representatives. When you have those guys in the building, it forces you, one, to step up, but at the end of the day, it's a measuring stick for you, where you stand as a player and as a football team. And when you have the chance to go against the best in the business, you're either going to determine that you belong or you don't. And you hope from the experience you find yourself saying, I do belong in this stage and that we can do certain things as a team and me as an individual to help us get there and stay there. So we could not have asked for a better setup to go against Philly yep. one week and then follow that up with KC in which they're going to also allow their stars to participate. Could not ask for a better scenario. And the hope is that we do well because if we do well, guess what you're going to sit back and say as a player and as a coaching staff you're gonna sit back and talk about hey we got a chance here and when you start breeding confidence that bad boy can build and if you start yep. putting in the work even more so so it's a great opportunity to go against casey most people are like oh man you don't want that tough of a look i tell people all the time you want the most extraneous looks that you can possibly get to see where you truly are. Never want to be in a situation where you feel like you got it done the easy way. Go against the best because from that you can determine where you stand because football is ultimately going to exact it from you where you yep. are. You can't hide. It will eventually show you who you truly are. It's the ultimate meritocracy, as they say. And, yeah, the Browns will get some good work against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, the Stars play about 20 to 25 snaps. I want to take ask you a couple things about the Denzel Ward said there. said, number one, he loves this scheme. And if you're a corner who can cover in man, you like them calling man. How important is that to have, you know, the players buy into the scheme? Because they're pros. You're going you're gonna to do it. And there are only so many coverages, you know, things like that. But when you hear him say he loves the aggressive scheme and he loves the fire that Jim Schwartz has brought in the accountability, Ability. I thought that was a big word as well. What does that all say to you? Oh, that's extremely important, especially to have buy-in from Denzel Ward because he's he's gone to the Pro Bowl. He has elite-level skills. And he could have totally been in the mindset of, and this is just to put you behind a curtain, where some guy's like, you know what? Don't expose me. Put me in zone concepts. Let me play cover two. Let me play cover three and cover four. Don't put me in man-on-man, no safety help in the middle. I don't want that smoke. I want to rest off my laurels. But he's not saying that because it's it's a known fact. The gym is going to bring the house, and that's going to require man-to-man coverage. So the fact that Denzel's embracing that, because the thing that people don't realize is that zone coverage is a break, really, for the most part, when you're a DB, especially a cornerback. But when you're a man-to-man, you have to follow a dude completely around the football field for the entirety of a play. That's some next-level stuff. Yeah, and we got some of the best. And you think about MJ Emerson, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom. That's one of the reasons why you can run that kind of a scheme. And Jim Schwartz ready to unleash that, uh, I think, as soon as we get ready for the Cincinnati Bengals on September the 10th. When we come back, we will go around the league, plus a little stock-up step-up. It's the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. I feel like I have people in the building that can tell me the truth. And I think that's really important because I don't want this to be a place where I don't get the truth from our guys. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry. Browns fans, do you want to experience the 2023 Browns season in some of the best seats in Cleveland Browns Stadium? Well, visit leecom.edu slash Browns for your chance to win two field seats for the 2023 season, courtesy of the Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. Sweepstake ends August 30th. Nathan's Gura, Gerard Cherry. It's the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. And Gerard, we're going to go around the league now. We'll start in Indianapolis, where things have reached an impasse with running back Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts and the team has said he can seek a trade but the team is looking for a first round pick back for Jonathan Taylor 
which to me makes feel like he won't be traded. But in your mind, what teams would be interested? And do you think anybody will actually give that up and then also pay Jonathan Taylor at a time where it feels like that's not how it works for the running backs? Well, the only team that makes sense because they lack running back depth for me would be the Buffalo Bills. But at the same time, I don't see this happening because they pretty much put him in a paradoxical situation. On one hand, you tell me I'm not worth this, but you want me to go back and bring first-round draft picks for allegedly not being worth X amount of dollars. So I don't see how that equation adds up, Nathan. But the really only team that makes a lot of sense to me to where you'd be like, yeah, that's the move that you need to make to just give some relief to Josh Allen would be the Buffalo Bills. And it's interesting because you look at the Bills, right? They've got a second-round pick in James Cook, who they liked very much last year. Dalvin's brother averaged over five yards a carry. They brought in Damian Harris, who is a very competent goal line back and was for the your New England Patriots. So it would be – I understand that none of their combined, not on Jonathan Taylor's level right. – but you'd have to give up a first-round pick, and then you'd have to pay him a ton of money to sign him. <laughs> They're not doing that. So I just I don't see it for him, and I feel badly for the way running backs are. Yes, teams value running backs, and I understand why the Colts are saying we want a top pick back. But here's the thing. You can't have it both ways. You can't right. say you're not willing to pay running backs and then also demand first-round picks back for running backs. So like if you said, all right, well, we'll take a third for him. And if you want to pay him, you pay him, that's fine. Then maybe you have a chance of getting a deal done. But if you're holding out for a first-round pick, especially because Christian McCaffrey, that trade that happened will probably be the last of its right. kind, in my opinion, right. because he's a very unique player. He's not just a runner. He's a receiver. Like, he does it all. Right. It's and a strange situation. That, right. And on top of that, he's in a spot to where the Niners are trying to win right now, and that mix and added him does just that. So it makes all the sense. Not to say anytime you bring someone in, the mentality and objective is to win right now. But you're exactly right. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the NFC South. Baker Mayfield named the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. You know, we've seen him now. He's on his fourth team. Led the Browns to the playoffs in 2020. Is this his last chance to prove that he can be a starter in the league, Drew? I think he'll always have opportunity because one's first pick in, in the draft. So that's always going to give him some weight and opportunities, and there's always going to be some desperate football teams that want to send somebody out there who's competent, and he certainly is that. And you feel for him because you think about the stuff that he's gone through recent in the news and what oh, he's been going terrible. through financially. That's horrible to have yeah. that happen to you. So you wish him success in Tampa. But, no, I don't think this will be his last opportunity, and I hope he makes the most of his opportunity in Tampa. Yeah, they've got some talent, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, there's there are some studs there, and – it's a wide-open NFC South, it feels like. So right. maybe Baker has a chance to really kind of resurrect his career and get it going after you know time with Cleveland, the Panthers, and last year late with the L.A. Rams. Jackson Smith and Jigba underwent wrist surgery, could miss the start of the season. Seahawks have, he's a luxury for them. They have D.K. Metcalf and Lockett. When they get all three, that team is definitely going to be flying. Fans, the Browns need your help picking the field design for the 2023 season. All fans are encouraged to vote to decide what design and logos will be featured at midfield at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash field vote to cast your vote today when we come back stop up stock up step up as we wrap it up here on the kevin stefanski show on the university hospitals cleveland browns radio network for me i'm just trying to make the right decision for each of our players this is the coach kevin stefanski show you're listening to the university hospitals cleveland browns radio network 
Browns fans, Avocados from Peru will be at Seven Hills Meyer location from 1 to 3 p.m. this Friday, August the 25th. Stop by to enter the ultimate football sweepstakes for your chance to win a 2023 Ford Lightning electric truck, play games, win prizes, and meet Hanford Dixon, the top dog. For more information, visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page. Nathan's Gura, Gerard Cherry, wrapping it up here on the Kevin Stefanski Show. And Gerard, time for stock up, step up. Let's start with stock up. Whose stock is up for you headed into this game against the Kansas City Chiefs? Dewan Jones might find himself in a situation where it was a question whether or not he'd make this team based upon what we saw in rookie minicamp to where he may elevate himself with continuing play at a high level to where he might be our swing six lineman, in, in particular right or left tackle. So his stock is certainly up because he's getting reps with the ones, and you have to be impressed with that. Yeah, stock up for me will be a couple of the young guys. Mahmoud Diabati on the defensive side, Ronnie Hickman as well. They continue to show up, those two undrafted free agents, every single week. And, of course, Austin Watkins' stock is up. I just don't know where it leads for him. I hope to great things on the Cleveland Browns 53. All right, who needs to step up for you, Gerard? For me, it's outside of Nick Chubb, it's the running back room. And what I mean by that is do everything in your power if you're in that room to let them – know that, hey, we have the guys in-house. We don't need to search elsewhere. We can get the job done. So that's what you need to do is step up because if you do that, you'll find yourself on a very good roster and a chance to play some really good football. Yeah, Jordan Wilkins has kind of caught my eye. He's got over 1,000 yards in his career, five yards a carry, looked good in limited action last week. I'm excited to see him more. And if Nick Chubb doesn't play, you know, there's going to be some first-team reps out there, and I want to see if Wilkins can take advantage of that. For me, step up. It's simple, Gerard's Cade York. It's getting to crunch time. We need to see Cade York put the ball through the uprights. We need to have a lot of confidence and belief that that's what he's going to do when we take on the Cincinnati Bengals. No doubt about it. You have to step up because these games are way too close not to. All right. That'll do it for us. For Meredith Kane, Gerard Cherry, I'm Nathan Zagura saying thank you so much for listening to the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. You've been listening to the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. Join us next week at this time for more from the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. This broadcast is a copyright of the Cleveland Browns and the National Football League. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts without the prior consent of the NFL is strictly prohibited. This is the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. You're listening to the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.